Hello and welcome to episode four of this AFL Life. We've got a huge show for you this week. I would like to welcome my co-hosts, Astor O'Connor and Darcy Vessio. Howdy, Al. Thanks, Al Dog. Uh, we'd like to start the show just by sending our best wishes to uh, Jared Roughhead um, and just hope that he's okay and, and yeah, send our thoughts and wishes to his family. Uh, yep. Yeah, it really puts footy in perspective when something like this happens and yeah, thoughts are with you, Jared. Yep, 100%. So, Richmond's win after the siren. Now, I have to say, I mean, I'm not a Richmond supporter, but that was pretty special. You're on the bandwagon. I am. One win. I do. I mean, it's it's pretty exciting when the when the tigers are up and about, though. Mm. Yeah, it definitely does change the feel around Melbourne. That's yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yep. So I'm just wondering, in your football careers to date, have, have either of you ever been in that situation? Uh, no, I haven't, um, and I'm probably pretty thankful that I'm not. <laughs> I feel like I'm a bit of a choker in those <laughs> in those heavy situations. Um, but no, I haven't had to, and if I ever had to, I hope it's right on the line directly in front. <laughs> Not the boundary line. No. <laughs> what no about side? What about you, Asta? Have you ever been in that situation? Um, I haven't to date. Okay. Well, how about this? If the situation did arise, would you would you want the responsibility? Yes, I would. Absolutely, I would. Part of being a a good footballer is being confident in your ability. Uh, and over time, I've learnt to be confident. Go through my routine. You know, know that I've prepared and I've done everything I can. In saying that, I can remember clutch goals that I've missed and I still <laughs> still think about them now that years gone by. So um, they weren't after the siren, but I just think, oh, if I had to kick that one. and So, yeah, I definitely would like the responsibility. What about you, Dars? You don't – not so much. <laughs> I'd, I'd palm that off. Um, or in a football, yeah, handball it off. I wouldn't want to be um, – <laughs> Yeah, throwing. and then you'd lose the game because yeah. of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Darcy the again. <laughs> oh, no. It's my worst nightmare. Um, no, yeah, I think it just would depend on the situation and how the game's been going, how I'd... Yeah, I mean, imagine if the feeling, though. Imagine the elation. Yeah. Your oh, teammates yeah. embracing you. Just when Lloyd kicked that goal. Yeah. So that's good. the purity of footy, isn't it, yeah, right there? So good. But oh, we were watching it on a Friday night. And no one in the room really barracked for Sydney or Richmond. But, you know, uh, one person was really upset with Sydney. Like, how could you give them back the footy? And, you know, you just get <laughs> so into it. It's not even mm. your team. Yeah. But I was a little worried how the, the Tigers fans would, would react <laughs> no. to the scenes from around the MCG. Yeah. I'm just – I'm really pleased that they did win it in that fashion because they've, they've lost so many close ones. Oh, it was just so exciting and mm. it's so good for footy yeah. to have wins like that and games like that. Yeah. But as you were saying, you know, your teammates embrace you and it's all it's all good times if you kick the goal. But, you know, if you miss it, then you're cr- just crying for weeks. Yeah. You're, uh, you're having a good hard look at yourself. So, Dars, yes. over your footy journey, if, if it wasn't yourself that was going to take the kick, who would you – which one of your teammates or players that you've played against or alongside mm. – would you want to take the kick? Ooh. Well, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind if if Daisy took the kick, sort of thing. I think. Really? Yeah, Ooh. I think. Daisy you know, set shot. Her set shot. Great. You know, bit of talk about it. Nah, just <laughs> by her. Um, <laughs> no, but I think she's someone who can handle the pressure, and mm, she's very yeah. cool and calm under pressure. Yep. So yeah, someone who's not you know always in our forward li- forward line, but I think when she does. She makes sure of them. What about you? Oh, well, we saw halftime of the Eastern Devils Darwin game on the weekend. Katie Brennan kicked a clutch goal oh, leading yeah, into was... halftime. It really swung momentum mm. uh, the way of the Falks. So Katie's proved that she could do it. So she'd be a good option. Um, what about like any opposition players? Any opposition players? Uh, Sarah. Hope. Yeah, oh, Sarah Darcy. Yeah, Mo Hope's a lovely shot for goal. I mean, I watched the way Sabrina Frederick Torrell oh. goes about her business as yep. a forward in mm. those Melbourne exhibition games. Yeah, and yeah. She is just she's clinical. Just a, she's amazing. Yeah. Yep. She makes so, it look easy. Yeah. She's pretty amazing. Um, what about Sarah Perko? Oh, yeah, Perko. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And Sarah she, Perkins, yeah, she yeah. can 
shit kit from 60. Yeah, exactly. So we're into round two of the women's exhibition series. And um, this weekend, very exciting, Melbourne are playing Brisbane Lions. So it's uh, basically half of the top talent from Victoria playing the top talent from Queensland. Can we have a little preview from you two? Oh, it's going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. So looking across the board, both sides have got some real guns. Yeah. Um, and you look at Queensland's tall talent, Taylor Harris, Talia Randall, I think they're going to cause some headaches. Yeah. Really good young footballers. And some unknowns um, from the Brisbane Lions as well. So, and watching the way Craig Stasevich and Brianna Brock have gone about preparing the girls mm-hmm. through their state academy um, and just, you, you know, that they're going to come prepared. Yep. Um, it's a slick operation up there in Queensland these days. So, the girls will certainly, you know, they'll be ready. But I watch Melbourne and how they go about it. Michelle Cowan, the likes of Debbie Lee, Daisy Pearce and... You know, it's it's going to be a really good game. Looking forward to it. MCG, weather's meant to be good. So, um, yeah. But for me, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I play in the ruck, but, you know, those two tours I mentioned, Randall and Harris for the Lions, and then you look at Lauren Pierce and Kate Gillespie-Jones for Melbourne. It's going to yep. be a really interesting battle through the ruck. Yeah. And whichever ruck can give their mids first use, mm. I think that'll go a long way to, to putting it on the scoreboard. What about you, Dust? Yeah, I think it's going to be a really tight contest. Um, I'm also looking forward to seeing those big name players like Harris and um, Randall. Um, saw Randall a bit during the uh, Youth Girls Championship, and she was yeah, she was on fire, and she's just yeah, I think she's a a big game player as well, and she she just knows how to get her hands on the footy. Yeah, I think it'll be a really Close game. It's interesting, Dars, like a shout out to Cecilia McIntosh, C-Bomb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, returning to the mm-hmm. big stage after yeah. her ACL. Yeah. So there's going to be a bit of a mental barrier for her to yeah, get over there. absolutely. That's where she did yeah. her knee. Mm. And even the likes of, you see, Penny Cooler-Reed, mm-hmm. um, Alicia Eve will be back out there after injury. So, you know, Melbourne have got some experience on their side for sure. But, you know, like you said, it's going to be a tight contest. Mm. So... Being from Queensland, Aster, how much have you worked with Talia Randall and these types? I, I get the impression that Talia might be a bit of a prodigy of yours, a bit of someone <laughs> you've taken under your wing a little bit. Uh, oh, she's a favourite. She's blushing. Favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just advising her to do nothing that I do and hopefully <laughs> <laughs> she can have some success. Um, but no, she's a fantastic young person, Yeah. first of all. Um, f- forget about footy. She's, um, you know, she's a lovely girl. And then just the, the physical attributes mm. as a youngster that, that she's been naturally gifted. Her legs are just so strong. They're like springs. Yeah. Um, and just the way she attacks a contest. She's got a lot to learn in saying that though, her running patterns, you know, her ability to use those natural gifts and that will come over time for Tales. But, you know, pretty exciting. One of my favourite footy memories was, you know, having the honour of presenting... Uh, tiles with a Guernsey before our Bulldogs match last year. And I don't usually really cry much at footy. But, yeah, certainly brought a, you know. Bit of a glaring uh, look at me then. <laughs> <laughs> you cry all the time. I do. <laughs> crybaby Darcy over there. <laughs> I'm a crybaby. Don't but, tease you me. Know, that cry. was um, certainly a moment, you know, that, uh, that I won't forget. There's so much upside in these youngsters. Yeah. You think about what they're going to be like in oh, 10 years. I know. I mean, and the fact that they've played footy all the way through yep. I mean it's just it's just going to be different again yeah and even young Emily Bates up in Queensland and but I must you know a bit of a shout out to the likes of Leah Kasler Emma Zilke you know leaders up there who yeah. are you know really steering those girls in the right direction but for me if I had to put a tip in I'd say Melbourne by 14 points 14 points what about you Al I'd, I'd probably say the D's as well I, I just think the core of that team, you know, they've played together a lot. I, th- I think they'll, their experience will, will shine through. Darcy, your tip? Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the other side. I'm going to say Queensland by three points. Ooh. Brisbane Lions by three points. <laughs> and just Edit. one to watch out for, young yep. Shalisi, or Lily, as she's known, uh, Shalisi Law. She had an amazing carnival at the under-18s yep. earlier in the month and just – her meters gained is 
you know, if, if it was tracked, it would be phenomenal. She is just a talent. So she wears number one for the Brizzy Lions and a name to watch out for okay. in the future. Yeah. Well, it's very exciting this week. Our special guest is award-winning journalist with Fairfax and Channel 7, Sam Lane. Welcome. Thank you, Alison. Hi, Sam. <laughs> Hi, hey, Asta. Sam. Hi, Darcy. I'm excited. I think I'm more excited than you. Excited for the rice paper rolls? Or? <laughs> no, excited to be here ah. at Darabin. Excited for the rice paper rolls for sure. Yeah. The mandarins, you put on a serious spread. <laughs> Don't forget the Vitaweets. And the, the Vitaweets, how could I? <laughs> Dessert. <laughs> now, we normally ask a few uh, warm-up questions, mm-hmm. but I think people know that you're a a Carlton supporter, and, and I believe that your childhood idol was Stephen Silvani. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got a couple of other questions for you. Okay. What do you love about football? Mm, the way that it brings people together, and that was the first thing that got me hooked on footy, apart from the fact that Dad kind of got me watching it on telly by cooking my favourite dinner on a Friday night, which at the time was tacos. <laughs> and um, he made the very sophisticated kind of spread every Friday with three different big plates. I can still picture it on our little table at home. Uh, Dad brought me up as a sole parent from the time I was 10 and he would meticulously, like a like the great Virgo that he is, chop up the lettuce grate the cheese, cube the tomato. I ate meat then, so he'd make this big sort of smelly, meaty um, <laughs> bowl of goodness. Yeah, old El Paso. <laughs> old, <laughs> definitely. Delicious. There was heaps of that. Yeah. And then the old taco shells. And initially I was totally just concentrating on the tacos. But finally, after this routine, uh, I started concentrating on what always felt like the Adelaide Crows in North Melbourne. And, and eventually it got me to the footy mm. and then when I got to the footy physically I noticed the crowd and um, I think before I took much notice of the spectacle that was what hooked me I felt like it was a family that maybe I didn't have um, sort of at my fingertips yeah. but when I turned up to Prince's Park um, it felt like I had lots of brothers and sisters yeah so I think this weekend we'll see at the MCG and Eddie had they'll be serving tacos as a <laughs> yeah. how to, to hook in new newcomers to the game. Yeah. Um, and what has been your most memorable football moment? Um, oh, as a supporter, and that's funny where your brain goes, isn't it? It was grand final, nineteen ninety-five. Mm-hmm. I was Same. with my uncle Bill. Yep. Um, uh, who's dad's brother, and we sat next to each other and watched this glorious day of footy unfold. Uh, that was it as a supporter. Um, I think covering some of the really tight grand finals and the, the Sydney West Coast ones, those back-to-back years really stand out. Just that, you know, is there any better game, you know? Is, yeah. is this, like, real? And then more recently, and I'm not just saying it because we're here and because what you guys are doing, but more recently, without question, uh, the Bulldogs-Melbourne women's match that was the first free-to-air telecast Mm -hmm. of a women's match. Um, I did the boundary and, look, I felt like I was flying by the seat of my pants, but uh, that was, like, an enormous high. Yep. I I was there also and that was a very, very special day. Wasn't it? Yeah, it's incredible. Darcy and I were there too. Yes. I know. Mm. You were putting on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to bring this up actually and seeing that you're both here. Now, as most of our listeners would know, that game, unfortunately, Asta did her ACL in that game. And quite incredibly and courageously by both of you, actually, you and Asta and Sam, you did an interview on the bench so just, I mean, Asta just received the news that no footballer wants to hear and, uh, you know, iced up, did an interview live during the game and I've not seen anything like that before or since in football coverage. Um, I'm just wondering if you could talk us through it, both of you. You go first, Asta. It's, it's your funny. Your story more than mine. Um, because I think a day or two prior, Sam and... Um, one of the producers from Channel 7 had come out to speak to us just about what to expect with the coverage, which, you know, 
was fantastic and I thought really important education piece for the girls. And we sort of half had a joke that, you know, well, you, you sort of alluded to, you know, we, we do really want to sell a personal story. We want the the viewers out there to get to know you girls, and um, which which I was all for. I thought that was a really fantastic initiative. I didn't know that it would be me or my experience or my injury. So in a way, I felt like you'd almost prep me for it. It it was off the cuff, and you know, um, it's all your fault. Sam. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no, 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 not at all. <laughs> I'm sad. That was awful. <laughs> yeah. I've actually got I this picture of you that I put up <laughs> yeah. at the gym and I just throw oh. darts. No, I don't at all. <laughs> That's why Bloody you're here, But Sam. I think, yeah. I, I don't know, but we... That's poisonous, that right. <laughs> <laughs> we have had a joke about, you know, being aware of the cameraman and the cord and, you know, hopping out of the way. So, you know, that was um, learning those things, you know, as we move into a professional space as footballers is really important and the media play a big part in that. Um, so I was appreciative that you guys came down. Uh, so when I did sort of and obviously did my knee and I think I was still in denial a little bit. Mm, <laughs> so fresh. My yeah. Gosh. Yeah. And they're hard to determine mm. on the boundary as well. Uh, you've got adrenaline pumping, you take some painkillers and it is really hard for the docs and physios to determine that you have, yeah, some are easy to, to tell and then others it's, it's a bit tough. So, but yeah, you came over to me without the camera and we obviously know each other prior to that and, and asked if it was okay. And I, I was okay with it. I don't know if I understood the enormity of what I was saying yes to. Um, and not enormity for me, but for my family. Um, who, as I was um, speaking with you, I realised that mum and dad or my sister or grandparents who were watching back in Queensland, um, they would be, that's how they were having it, this, my experience related to them. And they'd be really worried about me. And I'm sure that happens for male players at the moment, their parents watching. So, yeah, as all that was unfolding, I was like, oh, geez. And you obviously don't have your phone. You can't get in contact with them. But, yeah, I was, you know, I was determined to give nothing away either because I knew, you know, I didn't want opposition coaches or other people to have half an inkling that, you know, it was something that was really difficult. I was was trying to be very stoic. But underneath, yeah, I was really... um, pretty emotional but I was never upset with you for doing it I was actually really glad that and we haven't spoken about it since um but it has I have replayed that over in my mind I have watched the footage again um just to see how I spoke to to see if I sounded okay or because you're in it you're almost in a trance now people who what did you think when you saw it back I was disappointed in some things that I said um you know you're always reviewing how you how you are and what you say and, you know, um, how you're received by by the public uh, or, or your teammates or your opposition. So, um, but, you know, there were other things too that I, I feel like I really spoke from the heart. Um, so I was proud of myself for being able to share that, you know, and doing an ACL or doing a long-term injury or, you know, um, when things happen that, you you know, you're not particularly expecting, it's it, it hits you at different moments. It's not always straight after. It's not, you know, always a week. It can be at any time. It can be when you're completely recovered and back on the ground and you think, oh, wow, like I went through that. So um, I was really glad that you were there, to be honest. Um, I was glad it was you and not someone else or or someone I didn't know. How did you feel? Well, um, gosh, I feel quite overcome hearing that relayed now. And um, you're right, like we have not discussed it, although I've always... Ah, God, you know, ever since, like, just enormous respect for your openness that in that moment um, I was probably, I don't know, I I think I felt really quite nervous about it as well because as I, uh, I guess I said before the game, like, we want to take this coverage somewhere that coverage of footy as we know it has never gone before. What would you do if I started crying? <laughs> I would <laughs> have broke my, down. I would have cried too, for sure. And I'm <laughs> that's no joke. Um, I would have put my arm around you. Um, I would have kept talking um, if you were happy to, and I would have just gone with it. In fact, now that you're taking me really right back there, I remember finding it like honestly a little bit hard that you were being so 
stoic and yeah. you, were, you were so unemotional t- to me in yeah. a sense. That was my sense that this was someone that's gone through or, and it's happening right now mm. but you were just like almost ice woman. Um, <laughs> and is that fair? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> that's what we call her. Yeah. Ice woman. That's my nickname. You do not. <laughs> no. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the ice man. You're the Batman, you're the ice woman. And then remember you said right at the end, um, I said something about how disappointing it was for you and you were like, it's got nothing to do with me, it's all about the team. And Martin Flanagan quoted it in a piece that he wrote subsequently, which I thought, good on you, mm. Martin, for... Yep. Writing it and good on you, Esther, for saying it. Mm. But I like that that's something that we'll always share as a, you know, a moment. It's mm. Amazing. Hey? Yeah, it's mm. nice. Yeah, because usually when AFL players get injured, they're, you know, taken down into the rooms and you just don't hear see anything them. or see mm. anything. And yep. it's not until an official report or whatever yep. comes out from the doctor. So to have you just talking about it right there and then. And like your family, I don't know, maybe they were almost relieved to see you there and see that you were okay and you were yeah. talking about it like because yeah. so many parents would just see their kid getting taken off the ground and not know mm. what's going on. I guess, you know, maybe this will, um, I don't know, if, if you guys upon review and when this is telecast like every week and hopefully every game, would would that happen again? Like I personally, and you know where I come from, I hope yes. Yeah. And mm. Alison, I know you're playing but i reckon you'd see it from a media prism as well like this yeah. is something that can distinguish yeah definitely um, this women's league yeah um but i hope that you know an experience that you had didn't you'd leave have you to thinking trust i wouldn't journo. do it definitely have to trust mm. the journal um and the reasons why mm. they're doing, doing it, it that you're not um it felt like you cared at the time yeah, and if it didn't did. feel like that i might have said no so you know um, you don't feel sort of like an object being thrown out there mm. on telly. Mm. You're still a person and a footballer with a family and mm. friends and teammates who care about you. So mm. that's – I think as, it would be okay as long as that was always front of mind for mm. the for the media who were covering it at mm. the time. But even as, you know, Darcy said in, in the men's game, it's all, it's all handled, like it's handled Managed. by the media department and they yep. put out a release and, you know, the journalists are trying to get the story and they hang outside the – you know, scanning mm. clinic and – but it, I hope women's footy, especially initially, doesn't necessarily go down that media-handled path, yeah. you know. And, and you know, when we you talked about me coming out that day with Adele, who produced it um, for Seven, the point was not to say, if you get injured, like – bring it on on telly like it was that was our worst case scenario and I remember even saying like we're not going to put you to air if your arm's hanging out you know (laughs) or if you're uncomfortable the point was actually and I think this sort of picks up what Alison is saying that I think um it is too clinical in in the men's coverage and why wouldn't um like collectively people like us kind of share um how we feel, the people we've met, the relationships we're, we're forming and yeah. that you guys have forged over many, many years and bring something differently, different um, mm. so that people are watching footy in a different way and connecting to it in a different mm. way. And mm. There's um, definitely yeah. a space for it, but um, I think there's a lot of... like So when I watched the Channel 7 telecast when I was a 10-year-old, Never once did you see inside the change rooms or yep. um, or even the vision of coaches' boxes or, you know, there's so many more cameras now and it's such an interactive experience watching on television. Mm. Um, you know, I think even Richo and Darcy at times are in the rooms mm. after the game mm. watching. The, they're in the background just doing their thing. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I mean, that's it is a really cool inner sanctum type visual that you, you're being afforded out there on a the telly, but... At the same time, these guys are professionals. We will be professionals going mm. about a business. It's mm. all about wins and losses. Mm-hmm. Um, so at, there is a fine balance between private for sure, and, and what's out there for yeah. the public. And I think, you know, the way we set it up that day was that we were sort of asking you yeah. first and we had yeah. coaches saying this is mm. going to be okay if it's okay with the player. Mm-hmm. So who but knows I think where it goes like, Officially it came out and said I had a – 
a calf injury on like so that it did get released in the media as a calf injury i think so you know and and i i remember thinking oh i better not say it's too bad because i think we were playing like east burwood the next or eastern devils the week after and i didn't want them to have half an inkling or half a Mm. you know insight into our team that you know and i was like oh i don't want richo our coach at the time (laughs) Thinking I'm giving up any of that. So, you know, you've still got an opposition to beat the following week. So, there's a bit of that that goes with it. So, Sam, what what was it that – was there anything in particular that, that made you become such a passionate kind of advocate for women's football? Was there one – was there a moment or – Yep, no doubt. Um, Jan Cooper, who you all know, and I'd say most of your listeners mm-hmm. know. Yep. Well, it still works for the AFL, but – um, rang me, oh, Aster and Darcy might know how many years ago, but it was... You first spoke to us in 2010. Right. That I remember. You. Yep. yep. It, well, that was it. And there was, it was a an academy and I was invited by Jan to come and talk. I felt, yeah, i be honest, like I felt a bit intimidated by that. And I guess it always is, for me, if you're asked to talk to a group of players, well, you haven't played, so what could you tell them? But I suppose that day I just talked about, I don't know what I talked about. Was I like, still remember exactly what oh, you said, so. <laughs> it's okay. People often wonder Weirdo. if, you know, if I have, you know, I'm on the spectrum, I've got a bit of OCD. I do okay, remember. we're officially saying yes. yes. <laughs> you are. And you do. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Look at that. Yeah. Um, so you just spoke about your story how you were brought up, how you came to footy. And I was speaking to Alison about this this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, something that's always stuck with myself and I know other players, we've talked about it, you know, and just how it was losing your mum and mm. that sort of thing. And I think it really hit home for a lot of the girls that mm. you're a person, mm. you know, a, a person first and, and then you're mm. in the media. Mm. So it was almost um, you were showing vulnerability, which I think is not easy to do but you were able to win the respect of the girls by doing that. And and since then, you know, you haven't let us down. You're a massive advocate. Yeah, I mean, it's, it clearly had impact on myself and, and a lot of the other players there. Thanks. Well, that led me to the MCG. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there were just a few stars that aligned, I'm sure, mm. um, because I'd been invited by Jan, had a really, like, really warm reception and then she said, you have got to come down and watch this match. And it was, it was, you know, I, to me this was a slightly foreign idea, mm. I've got to say. Um, although Janet convinced me that it was a really good idea. And truly it, it would have been all of two minutes standing there next to Jan um, talking with her where it was literally if there was a penny and it was falling out of the sky, like that was what happened in my brain. Like it just all made sense. And I rang my sports editor, Alex Lavelle, who is now one of the senior editors at The Age, and explained to him from the MCG what I was witnessing and what was going on. And he, like, he's, he was such a good editor to me. And he said, well, write it. You're so excited. He could hear it. He was like, just write it. <laughs> and I need to dig that article out because yeah. he ran it, a double-page spread, the next day. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it was because he could tell how moved I'd been and what I'd seen. And he backed the story, as we say. And from that moment, I started... I just it all made sense and I'm not going to dob people in but I remember talking to people that I work with not so much at the age but just um, you know in other areas of football and I, I can remember one conversation where a guy like just said oh, that is not going to happen because I'd left like converted that there will be a women's league it's just when and there will be an identical women's and men's club like Richmond, Richmond, Carlton, Carlton, as we know. And, yeah, I remember one person just saying, that will you, – you are kidding. You, you do not believe that, do you? Is he, still, is he still around? Do you just – He's around. He do you just point ta- out the articles every what? time? He, put them on his desk? He loves it. <laughs> oh, really? He's talking it up big time. Yeah. I haven't let him know yet. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, wow. he'd, he'd probably be happy to be proved oh, – he yeah. would be happy that he has proved, been proved so wrong. Yeah, and I think that's – the case with so many people who 
really doubt women's football. It's the people who haven't even experienced it yet. They haven't yeah. even watched it. They're just letting their preconceived ideas take hold and, and yeah, just not even giving it a chance. So yeah. that's a really good story of someone who thought that would never happen mm. and now is loving it. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. But and, and I just I still think like the more and more people that get to see oh. women's footy, they'll mm. just be converted. Totally. It takes yeah. like zero time. And that, yeah. I, I was the same. Like I, I think it was I I'd watched the first exhibition game online and then in that was twenty thirteen. And then twenty fourteen was at Eddie Had and I remember it was a Sunday morning and I was I was going to go, but Carlton were playing that night mm-hmm. and I had to work and I was kind of really umming and ahhing because it was one of those stupid Sunday night games. And mm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring up the fixture, Al. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, no one's happy with no, the fixture. No one's happy okay? with the fixture. Right into the <laughs> AFL and see if they can help you. But, but I, I thought, no, I'll, I'll go, I'll get up, I'll go and watch this game. And I was absolutely blown away wow. by it. Like I was just so excited about it. And I'd become a little bit jaded working in football for so long and just getting to see women's footy. And mm. it was just played in the right spirit of the game and yep. it reminded me why I loved football. You know what? At um, the Bulldogs-Melbourne game on Sunday, just gone to the Pink Lady game, there was a panel. It was Daisy, uh, Michelle Cowan and me. Uh, in the president's lunch Mm -hmm. and they just got us to you know talk about various bits and pieces um, prompted and as before we went on stage they were playing a a great highlights package of women's footy and I was just sitting there again because I think about it every day and I was sitting there yeah (laughs) of course you guys do but I was sitting there watching it just again just challenging that brain going what is it about this what 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 because you don't play like what the hell is it that gets you so much Mm. and I found myself by the time we were on the stage the idea really clarified in the way that it hasn't before for me legends are made in football on field Mm. aren't they yeah it is the ultimate place to get respect in football the ultimate stage so man woman child and so what women's footy being backed means is that the AFL itself, the most powerful sport, richest sport in Australia, is saying we want to make women legends. Yep. We're not just gonna like hire them as administrators or get them doing shows or podcasts. Like we want to create podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what's really dropped for me that like that it is so empowering. I'm not doing what Darcy and Asta and you're doing out. Put it in my race We'll always have a spot for you down at the Falks, Sammy. <laughs> yes. Well but, but I can watch you and go, I am so empowered. That's awesome. That's yeah, I haven't heard anyone articulate it like that. That's really oh, cool. I jog listening to your podcast. Just fist pumping as you want. <laughs> yeah. That's just concerned. That's just, that's that's just not, thought she had problems. Yeah. I, know she's not, <laughs> I don't understand the technology, so I don't know how to download it. Uh, I can't even download a podcast I'm on. So. I only learnt like when you guys launched. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the truth. <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a nice that's – I mean, awesome. that adds nice sentiment as a player and I think that, you know, footy has always been a vehicle for change. Yesterday mm. we had – Ida hot day. Yep. Um, and, you know, just the way that AFL, the game, it understands its role within the community and what it can do. And I think, you know, female football is just another an avenue mm. for diversity and change and bringing people together and different people working together. But the role that players like young Darcy have, you know, the role models that they will be for young girls is, I mean, I hope the enormity of that has drop for you Darcy it's it's pretty penny it's that big penny is about to drop um but you know there's going to be girls out there who who think oh maybe I should have a go maybe I shouldn't who will see players like Darcy out there and just go yeah I'm going to go for this Mm -hmm. Mm. well you guys inspired Alison you should say she inspires us (laughs) yeah (laughs) great I really doubt that but I don't like but, it when she wears her Carlton gear on the track. That <laughs> is I've tried to I've tried to tone that down actually. Yeah. She's very neutral now. I didn't know this. You can totally <laughs> give me some dirt. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know participating in a footy club, whether you're playing, 
volunteering, whatever it is, it's a uh, it's a worthwhile thing to do and to give back to your community for sure. So, Sam, when are you going to join us on the training track? <laughs> well, <clears throat> yes. Uh, <laughs> she's been doing pump classes, Alison, yeah. so she's getting herself <laughs> fit. Look yeah, look out. Those muscles are growing, aren't they? Yes, yep. Asta. Yeah. That jacket's <laughs> looking a little tight around the arms. <laughs> yeah. Just wait till I get to your boxing sessions. Um well, okay, so we have had this conversation off air yes. because when you told me you were getting down and doing this, I my ears pricked up for sure and it made me think, well, it would be kind of in my brain okay if there was no physical contact <laughs> because this is a big problem and barrier for me. I just, you know, mm. I'm a swimmer. I did, you know, gymnastics and all that sort of stuff. I was scared of the ball like whether it was a basketball a netball a softball i was the outfielder on the c team um you know <laughs> it's an important role <laughs> thanks yeah. uh so my massive like fear and it's i've played like three charity games of footy yeah i i and i'm not kidding i found myself mentally trying to run towards a contest just knowing that that's what you should do and then just as I'd get there, I would totally freak out and just instinctively turn around and run the other way. <laughs> fear. It's good. It's like wrap around, fear. lead again. Yeah. So you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And No, the, that doesn't look like then, it's resonating then with Then you. my <laughs> rational brain would say, but why? Because it's scary. But like swimming, you like swimming. And if you stop swimming. swimming, you die. Yeah. But no one's going to yep. like hurt you when you're swimming like it's not going to hurt in that way of like an unpredictable yeah that's true this is really topical we were talking about this on the end as a coaching sort of um community how do we um help young girls learn um Mm. how to tackle safely how to go you know put their head down for the Mm. ball or you know protect their bodies as youngsters and i think the earlier you start learning those things, um, you know, the, the, the less fear there will be yeah. in mm. young girls because it is confronting watching. Yes. You know, clashing. The clashing, yeah. but, yeah. It you know, it's also... It's also amazing how quickly you just kind of get used to it. I mean, because yeah. I had never played a contact sport before I started pre-season training scared, here. Though, when you well, start? yeah, but it's a little, but not really. And, look, I got absolutely poleaxed by a 15-year-old last week. Really? <laughs> so, did it hurt? It really did. It still so, hurts now. <laughs> but you – but it's, it's like – No, but it's – but pain but you is – got over Pain's it. an instant thing. I mean, if you right. – you know, like it – and as soon as it's over, you forget about it and you just move on to the next contest. You've got to think of all the other joyous moments that you okay. will have with your teammates and – See, I would need – God, this is so revealing psychologically, but I would – like I would love to do it. That's the first thing yep. I should say. But I would. It would be like I'd almost need <laughs> to make some kind of pact with the people that were kind of facilitating <laughs> this big step, who would say, "We promise we won't like, hurt you." The opposition oh aren't going to give you that. I <laughs> know clearly, but even just to do it's training, like yeah. a training session, I would need that sort of reassurance. Mm. Do you think it's because you didn't grow up? Playing the game? Definitely. Yeah. No Would it question. be less confronting if, if you, you started as a youngster? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And if someone had sort of, you know, I was that person that probably, I remember actually trying to bounce a footy at one point, maybe thinking, oh, I could, if I can't play, I could be an umpire. Mm-hmm. And I bounced it and it just bounced straight up in my face. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it is an art bouncing. <laughs> So no wonder. I think that would happen um, to a lot of footballers. Umpires are very skilled with the bounce. Yeah. They are. Um, we need therapy. Oh, well, sorry. I need therapy. <laughs> I don't know what we can do with this. Maybe there could be a podcast session and you guys would maybe promise not to hurt me. Well, yeah, let's yeah. – okay, let's ask some fun questions. What number okay. would you wear if you were cool. to play? Let's oh, get into the fun bad. stuff. See, now that this is a terrible answer, it would have to be one for Stephen Silvani. Oh, but I know only the okay. big dog wears one. Okay, what <laughs> footy boots would you wear? What what colour, what brand? I have a pair. Oh, cool. They're white, mm-hmm. sort of-ish, with a bit of grey. Mm-hmm. And there's, I think, a bit of a purple flourish. Okay. 
And are you happy I'll with... take a photo. I'll send okay. it to you. Yeah. Because boot choice is very important, isn't it, Darcy? Mm. Well, Darcy yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm back to my original pair now. Oh, you, okay. I checked them out out there before. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what else? Long sleeves, short sleeves? I'd love long sleeves. No! It's just Stephen Silvani. What are you doing? Oh, well, the out, sauce, the the sauce factor. factor. You got, you're wearing the number one. You've got to have the long sleeves. You don't yeah. do all those beach weights in the gym to wear a long sleeve <laughs> jumper, Sam. Oh. <laughs> Why are you even working out? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't show so, it off, you haven't so even that I'm not hurt <laughs> when people <laughs> tackle me. <laughs> it's, a long sleeve jumper's not going to help. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Okay. Long socks or short socks? Like short uh, socks. Oh yeah, down. socks up or down? Oh, I'd like to think down, but I'd probably be inclined to pull them up. <laughs> it's all very dependent on what boots you've got on, how big your calves are, oh. and how long your legs are. Great. Well, mine are short. Okay, you're probably going to be a socks down kind of gal to so. try and make them look longer. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> This is outrageous. <laughs> I'm loving it. So oh, we'll, we'll see you next Wednesday then? <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> well, at the moment, Sam, how about yep. we make a deal? So I'm not doing any contact work at the moment. Okay. So you can just sort of run around with me. But doesn't that waste your time, honestly? Not at all. You're Did it waste your time pro. writing articles about female footballers oh, as God, a professional? No. No way. So it wouldn't waste my time as a footballer to try to introduce the game and, Some you skills. know. Oh, my God. No, it's same, same. Like, it is our role <laughs> to grow the game. Okay. It is our role to help people, you know, fall in love with footy as, I think. What do you think, Das? Yeah. If Sam wants to give footy a go, then we're totally, it's a safe space for you to come down. Um, but we don't want to force you because then... Oh, I would love to, you know. Yeah. I've just confessed all my fears. And we can make <laughs> a pact together to not... <laughs> won't hurt you. Not <laughs> smash <laughs> Sam. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Hurt me later. Yeah. We'll just yeah. introduce you to some light bumping. Light bumps. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll get really into, like, mm. heavy contact. I think you'll love it. If you get a bit chirpy it. out there on the <laughs> Okay. Wall, yeah. You can always Likely. rely on your teammates to bring you back. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, it's okay. a good it's a good leveler actually being in it amongst the yeah, footy club. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But um yes. so Melissa Hickey was the was the person that convinced me to to play. And I, I'd always had it in my mind that I was too old because I'm over thirty. Mm-hmm. And okay. she and she said, Well that's ridiculous because there's We've got plenty of players that are over 30, some in their 40s, so that's a really lame excuse. But the other point she made was that if you don't give it a go, you'll always regret it. Mm. So here I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm inspired by you. (laughs) Bless you, Astra. Just in general. Just in general, yeah, totally. <laughs> the, the listeners didn't hear the sneeze. <laughs> Just hand on the buzzer. Yeah. So you've got three seconds to answer. Okay. <laughs> Who's your favourite female footballer? Go. One. Moana Hope. Ooh. Mo. Mo Hope. Nice one. Yeah. Is that she's... okay? Yeah. Is that Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Sausage roll or meat pie? <laughs> Vegetarian. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> You can have um, Pasty. spinach and feta, <laughs> quiche, yeah. or one of these amazing vegetarian rice oh, no. that you guys so kindly provided. So, Sam, um, we've been grilling you. Have you got any? Have you got any questions for us? Can I take the opportunity to ask Aster and Darcy something about the league for next year? Absolutely. Okay, um, guys, it's a major talking point. Uh, you know that they trialed some different rules in the NT and some of them were controversial and I'm making phone calls, you know, quite a lot, just talking to players about what they think about them and I'm getting the consistent message like please don't put – please don't change the game that we actually started playing. I know you guys might not be able to be too specific but is that the general sentiment out there, would you say? don't muck around too much with what we um, know. Yeah, I think in speaking with teammates, that's been the general sentiment. I actually, yeah, you, if you go through and you have a look at males, male and female sports that played dual gender, um, there are a lot of different rules or, mm. you know, different size football or um, different size 
um, courts, three-point line for the basketball. There's lots of differences yep. out there that yeah. you don't particularly notice when you're uh, observing mm. those sports, those mm. games. That would be my take on it. What's out there now? Yeah, I guess I'll have to sit on the fence. I'm not, you know, mm. um, I'm not sure either mm. way. Yeah, so I reckon I feel pretty similarly like... I haven't played in a match that's been altered, so I haven't really experienced it myself. Um, Looking at the proposed rule changes, it's sort of, I don't think it would be something that changes really the way you play. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it doesn't change the physicality. It just doesn't change your desire to get the footy and take marks and, and all that kind of stuff. I think personally, like, I don't, I don't feel like it's just discussing it and, and, and looking at those rule changes is going to damage anything. I think it's it's worth exploring these things and and yeah, I'm yeah, I'm sort of pretty open to it because I haven't experienced it myself, so I'm not gonna shut something down that I haven't actually taken part in. And you, Alison? Not a strong view. Mm. I mean, I get frustrated when the AFL change rules anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. where, you know, every Sense. footy supporter does. Yeah. But um, but like Asta was saying, you know, like there's a there's a different size football for women. Yeah. Women go- golfers play off different tees. You know, it, it, there are variations. So mm. if there are some variations, I think you know, as long as they're within the spirit of the game, mm. I I think it's okay. And and realistically. They want the public to be engaged with yep. women's footy. So if there's some little tweaks that make the game really, really watchable mm. for fans, then I think that will help as well. Mm. Yeah. Mm. The AFL aren't trying to damage the sport. Like no. they want it they want it to fly. Yeah. 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 They would yeah. I think they're just doing what's in yeah. the game's best interest. So yeah. And I think as a as an organisation they don't make decisions lightly or just off the mm. cuff. There'd be a lot of research and strategy and you know, investigation going on behind the scenes. Yep. As to whether these rule trials, everyone calls them rule changes, but they're actually just yeah. rule trials. Yeah, they so are. the language that's sort of being thrown Isn't around it? at times yeah. is, is funny, but, yeah. you know, it's certainly not something they're just going to decide because they feel like it. Or, yep. And um, it's mm. being pretty thoroughly researched too, mm, isn't it? Correct. I mean, the like game. PhD student, I think. Yeah, game patterns and, and things like that. So I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. think. I mean, you know, some people are sounding alarm bells, but yeah. I don't think, I don't think we need to be too concerned. I think the one that got people kind of whoa was was it Craig Stasevich that said, oh, the bring in the fo- bring in the fifty meter goal arc and make it forty meters, and then if you kick a goal from outside, it get super goal, yeah, yeah. super goal. And I was like, whoa, that's pretty radical. Mm. Staff's a radical kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have um, Did you have one more question? I guess um, just a general one, particularly to Aster and Darcy, I think, is just that, you know, we're now kind of engaging where, engaging with you as players in a way that, you know, we haven't before. And when I say we, I guess I mean media, but also the footy fan, like as opposed to the footy player. Is there anything, maybe this is for a follow-up one day, but like that you would say you really want us to respect? Mm. Big question. Yeah. <laughs> These are the well, kind of I questions guess, I ponder. And I wonder, so in my profession, I'd like to think that I act professionally and I, you know, I try to be inclusive and in all of the things that you're expected to do in a workplace. And I'm sure as journalists... Um, you're probably constantly checking and reviewing the questions that you're asking and the context that you're, you know, then putting them out there. Uh, for me, it's always been a bit of a self-check, like uh, would I behave that way in front of my family? Would I mm. ask, you know, a question that you're going to ask us, is it something that you'd be comfortable asking a member of your family or someone you were really close with? Mm. And, you know, it, like the questions that you guys currently ask the blokes, um, I don't think there's any reason why they wouldn't be applicable for us as footballers as well, because that's what we are—we're footballers. Yep. Um, so, but we're also people. So, such a big, big question. I've just been just trying to think of how to answer it. I don't know. I guess there are a lot of things sort of going on in everyone's mind who might be part of the league or is thinking about um, 
the potential of entering a new space as an AFL player. And yeah, I think just remembering that we haven't grown up knowing that this is our pathway as well. Whereas guys have, Mm -hmm. like boys have from a young age, they've known that this can be a pathway for them. Um, So I think so many women and girls out there, we're really entering this space quite blind and we don't, I guess we've all come from different backgrounds. Mm. Like usually football players have careers after they play, whereas everyone's got careers now and now we're (laughs) shifting into football. So, yeah, I think it's just important to remember that we haven't been bred as footballers, um, which is what, yeah, what the boys are. So just keeping that in mind and, yeah, we're really grateful to be given this opportunity, but at the same time, like, yeah, this hasn't been what we've ex- – well, not expected, but, you know, it's sort of been thrust upon us really yes. quickly. I think that's such a good answer and it's funny you say that because I recently had a conversation with someone who's involved in the space and was asking them, you know, I guess about the risks or things that might not go to plan or be positive or whatever and um, the example that this person – gave was, you know, I'm worried about when criticism in a way that the female footballers have never actually got it before, just by virtue of the fact that there's going to be exposure like there has never been before, Mm -hmm. starts coming into Facebook pages, Twitter streams, even on the sidelines in a way that it hasn't been. And I guess I found that sort of a little bit (coughs) odd, but maybe because, you know, I might not be hard in the way that you guys would rate on a footy field but one thing I can say is that I have a seriously tough skin when it comes to anonymous um, feedback I just it I look at it and actually laugh that was after a a long period of finding it really challenging Mm -hmm. but when you've seen enough on some twitter stream that you're ugly and horrible and don't know anything um, you kind of get to a point where you're like, well, actually, mm. that's not all true. Yeah. <laughs> um, you don't know me. And, yeah. and it's kind of funny to laugh about that, but mm. it takes a little – it takes a lot of practice. And I've yeah. had – you know, I've been on telly for like more than 10 years. It's only through telly that that came. Mm. Yeah. Um, but if I learnt that after a lot of practice and a lot of – like honestly hate mm-hmm. um you know like you're saying Darcy to suddenly one weekend be in one mode mm. and then next year you guys are like in this massively supported league yeah that stuff's gonna be real mm-hmm. um I think some players have already need... experienced that right you know through the exhibition games gosh there were particular you know, things written or said or um, girls were ranked and rated. Yes, um, I saw that. Mm. Yep. Without knowing what they're, you know, which – and we talk about how great, you know, footy media is and – but um, people are entitled to their opinion yeah. but it's your choice whether you you listen to that. Mm. It'll be part and parcel and you can't have one mm. without the other and, you know, that's a fact of life. But yeah. I think, you know, something – and Alison, you've come from – this space and remain in it, um, I guess, in a reinvented way. But Mm. if I could say one thing that I really hope is well supported for the women's teams is that nous around exposure and media and that there are really seriously capable people around the teams Mm. so that when this stuff comes up, because it will, there are people that are really ready for it um, to guide yeah. players through it. Mm. Yeah, I just hope that clubs don't try and handle their women's teams in exactly the same way same. as they do their men's. Mm. Yeah. I think because it is different. Yeah. Like you say, I mean, you know, I you know, I've read Chris Judd's book. Yeah. And you know, and he often talks about football and being in a football club mm. at AFL level, it's a bit of a fantasy land. And it, it is. Mm. It's it's this it's this bubble. Mm. Um but but these female footballers are going to be coming into the game and they're already well-rounded people with lives and jobs and mm. careers and, you know, all this life experience that a lot of AFL players don't have yeah. because yeah. they've been 
in this AFL system. Yeah. So I just hope that there's just consideration yeah. that there is differences between between the two teams. Sure. That mm. will take a really mm. forward thinking type of management. Yeah. 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 And I think um, you look around the AFL now and some clubs do it better than others. Yeah. Um, some clubs, you know, are still learning. Generationally, I'd say the male players that are within footy now, the young younger men that are coming in, are d- so different mm. to the male stereotype of 20 years mm. ago where you don't talk about your feelings and if something's upsetting you, well, you just, you know, you pack that down and, and we don't want to know about it. So I think, you know, it's certainly a... A moving space, but you speak about Chris Judd and uh, Alison. I remember you. We've had this conversation. Um, if you read something and it makes you feel good mm. about yourself or about your game or about something that you've done, you also has the capacity to pull you down and mm-hmm. make you feel bad. And so don't yeah. get swept up in, you know, it, it's a two way. So because yeah. yeah, it is nice to read those things. Of course, um, but if you get Swept yeah. up in one, you're going to get swept up yeah. in the other yeah. when you read something negative. Too. Find the yeah. middle. Yeah. yeah. Or be um, okay with both. Or just, you know, read the financial review. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't eat cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Until oh, you retire. I love the Finn review, but I also love cheese. Sorry, Judd. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Judd. <laughs> so is Judd, man. <laughs> so is Judd, man. Oh, my God. Can we tag that? Well, this has been brilliant having you on, Sam. We might have to have um, a part two, I think, almost. There's so much more that we could talk about. Anytime you don't find a guest, (laughs) I don't leave that part away. Sam's here again. Okay. (laughs) I can be your sort of Sam's knocking at the door. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. No. I had a ball. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been brilliant. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for coming in. Okay, so this is our favourite segment on This AFL Life. It is – drum roll, please, Darcy. <laughs> how, do, how do I do <laughs> I it? Know. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> it's Ask Asta. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, we keep saying we're going to do an intro. We still haven't. We just so. leave Asta hanging and yeah. she has to do the awkward <laughs> little <laughs> – <laughs> So, we have a couple of questions this week uh, from Twitter at Sophie Says – you are obviously going to have a long playing career in the National Women's League, but what do you want to do after it? Well, firstly, thank you for the question at Sophie Says and thank you for the confidence um, that I'll have a, <laughs> a long career in the National Women's League. It's exciting to think. It's a tricky one. I'm not 100% sure. So many options at the moment in footy. Um, so, But you want to work? You yeah, want, you want wanna, to stay in I footy? I want to stay in industry. I, I currently work in the industry now. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. I enjoy the people that I work with. I enjoy learning. Um, so, you know, as long as it's it's still challenging and I'm, I'm learning and growing, I'm happy to stay in footy. I really love numbers. I, I, you know, I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to that. So, looking at, you know, whether it's list management or, you know, the salary cap, keeping everyone all the different contracts, that stuff I find really intriguing. I think um, we all do. <laughs> <laughs> I will let you off the hook, Darcy, and think that you're being genuine there with that comment. I Cheeky girl. am always genuine. <laughs> but, you know, we've, we've um, had presentations from opposition analysis, which I thought was, was also really interesting. Uh, but it's pretty cool to think that, you know, there's no ceiling. Mm. Um, and who knows, I might, I might do something completely, completely different. I might be a stay-at-home mum. How awesome would that be? It'd be very uh, awesome. Yeah, I'd love to have a family soon and after my playing career. So, yeah, pretty exciting. And we had another question from Instagram at Georgia Holden 7 Hi, Asta. Long-time listener, first-time poster. What has been your favourite game that you have played in and why? Oh, well, thank you for the question at georgia.holden.7. I left out the dots. Sorry, Georgia. Yeah. You've got it. You've compromised the following. Technically there that. was technically there was an underscore and Sophie says too, so I'm sorry about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's start the podcast again. <laughs> Scrap it. <laughs> no, thanks for the question at Georgia Holden Seven. Ooh. I think my favorite 
game of footy that I've been involved in. Or when I think back to, you know, when I started playing footy yeah. with the boys under 10s for the North Shore mm-hmm. Jets up in Queensland on the Sunshine Coast. Um, we got absolutely flogged one day, but I remember it was the day that the penny drop. like I was able to kick a drop punt for the first time. And I yeah. distinctly remember as a youngster just going, oh, that's how it feels. Like that was right. So that was a really memorable and, you know, I'm nearly 30 and I still remember. So um, that was a great day. Like it was, it was almost like the confirmation that I could, I could do it. I, yeah. could, I, could, I could kick the footy. These days are not so much. <laughs> but in my senior playing career, obviously the premierships, you know, yeah. they certainly uh, stand out. And there was this game that I played in 2010. It was in July. It was a charity match at Warrandyte. Yep. So it was bloody freezing. Mm. Um, Daisy participated. Steph Simpson was there. And it was a charity match put on for the women at the club for breast cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. And I reckon there was about 60 women on the field just, you know, of all differing abilities. And I just remember looking up going, yeah, this is what footy's about. Um, so that was pretty memorable as well. Yeah. So, yeah. But great question. Keep sending them in, guys. Yeah. Really enjoying it. Okay. We're going to wrap this up now. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time on This AFL Life. Thanks, everyone. Thank you and good night. <laughs>